Sweet Sweet Garbage is a podcast in which two women, Jenna Redding and Bailey Von Schneider, take a look back at some of their favorite garbage films and television. Knowing them as we do, we have to ask the question, why do they find themselves enamored with this trash? Not only that, why do we ourselves root for the problematic woman? We love a good crazy stalker, male or female. Why is Bailey okay with the idea of Penn Badgley stalking her? Why does Jenna want to single white female every person she meets? Can they be feminists and still enjoy these indulgences? Let's find out. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Sweet, Sweet Garbage. We have another guest with us. We're very excited. It's actually um, my friend, Ed Hand, who is my co-host on Bubbly Baseball, which is one of my other podcasts. So uh, you want to just say hey, Ed? Hey, yeah. It's appearing for the Bailey Network from one of her five shows. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I want to try and make money off of one of these things eventually, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We're, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep busy. It's like I noticed that like um, somehow because I like to see Unchartable. I noticed that like Bubbly Baseball actually at one point was like charted in like the top 100 of like the baseball podcast, which is like pretty That's good. Amazing. So That's it's like great. it's about now trying to chart in like the whole of podcasts would be kind of cool. Well, yeah, it's, like, not remember- just in Argentina. Yes, yeah, we're big in Argentina. We're yeah, actually seven. what is we're in like the top fifty in Japan, and yeah. like I I had nothing to do with that. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it's weird. Yeah, and it I is weird. Like, like the coincidence is crazy. Maybe <laughs> they've heard you talk about being Japanese, and they're like, "We've got to listen to this." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it's just like a thing, like the algorithm picked up some of the words in it. Right, they are. It's just Japanese. listening to them based off of that. <laughs> Yeah, but um, so we have Ed with us because he's a big uh, what are they what are they called Potterheads? I, I don't oh, know. I don't know. I don't I don't affiliate with the fandom very much anymore. It got <laughs> real toxic in a hurry, but uh, fandom. That's yeah. every fandom though. <laughs> uh, yeah, but 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 not every fandom has like an actively transphobic creator, and people mm, are oh, sure. And there, there's a faction of people that separate the art from the artist and then there's the faction of people that are trying to take the art from the artist and you know that's uh it's interesting but uh yeah i don't really associate that much anymore with the uh with the harry potter fandom i do you know i dabble in uh shitty fan fiction reading it not not so much writing it um (laughs) oh my god we have so much in common, <laughs> except I used to be a fan fiction writer. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So I do write fan fiction, but it's only every four years. Um, I will do <laughs> an erotic <laughs> slash fiction um, for whichever uh, candidates are running in the presidential election. This year, um, <laughs> we learned sorry. how Lindsey Graham... Uh, how Donald Trump earned Lindsey Graham's loyalty. Uh, not appropriate for a family audience, but uh, yeah, I do this. I do this for ever since since like 2012. I've done this every election, just like a really shitty uh, presidential election fan fiction. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, drop your links at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your Wattpad. That shit could turn into the next after series because that shit started as fan fiction. Well, so did, did so yeah. did Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey was originally Twilight fan fiction. 
I mean, it still kind of is. Just switch Christian <laughs> with uh, with Edward, and you have the same story, effectively. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much, right? But yeah. Harry Potter fan fiction is like a thing. I used to. Like, oh, yeah, no, I used to. I yeah. used to write it when I was in well, high maybe school. Maybe I like read Jenna's fan maybe. fiction and not knowing. Maybe. I was like, I did like a lot of different fan fiction. Like I did, I I wrote Harry Potter fan fiction. Mm. I wrote Gladiator fan fiction. <laughs> swear to God, swear to God. So is that wrote, that's more like historical fiction then? Yeah, well, it's true because I also did, and we get into this movie later this month. I used to write the Patriot fan fiction, and I, I <laughs> had this realization, what? like, like when we were talking about doing this series, mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute, maybe I could put on my resume historical fiction writer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because I did research. It wasn't just It was smutty. accurate. Man. It was not just smut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love That's, it. Well, I got to ask you then, what did you, what was like, um, you had to pick one Harry Potter fan fiction to show off. What would it be? Like, what was that story about? Um, it was, was it about Daddy Isaac? It was about, it was about <laughs> Daddy Lucius. Um, <laughs> And the character, the character was torn between um, Draco Malfoy and Lucius Malfoy. And let me tell you, and like, the thing is, like, they don't get into it. And it's definitely problematic in nature because, like, <laughs> she and Draco are clearly classmates. But she wanted some old ass Dra And like, older he was Draco. down. He was down. And there within lies the problem. But I was all over it. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but it's really hot. It's a really hot. <laughs> I'm embarrassing myself so much right now. Love it. Well, that, that brings us to uh, this month. This month is going to be Jason Isaacs. And we're starting off with, uh, we're going to do the, I guess we could talk about most, like an all-encompassing of him in the Harry Potter, but we're going to focus on Chamber of Secrets mostly because I, we feel like that might be the one that features him the most. A little more. Besides maybe Deathly Hallows. Mm -hmm. Because I think in the sixth one, whichever one that was called, uh, yeah, that was the Prince. one where he was in jail. Yeah, Half Blood Prince. In Half Blood Prince, I think he's in jail. But like, there's it's very Draco heavy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, can I ask you guys a question? I just this is just your opinion. Which is of the five movies that he appears in? Where is Jason Isaacs at his hottest? Is it like rich, like clear, like you know, rich neo-Nazi al allegory? <laughs> second book. Is it like disheveled in prison? Is it doing stuff for Voldemort, but don't really want to it for the fifth one? Like, what is the hottest incarnation of Lucius Malfoy? Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a great question, and I really appreciate it. Um, thank you. It's a thinker. But yeah, no, it kind of is, because I would say, like, disheveled Deathly Hallows is his like hottest because he's still got that like gorgeous like long hair, but it's a little more hair. matted but like yeah yeah and he's got <laughs> but he's got um his like stubble is growing in and mm -hmm. it's like a very like stark right? contrast because it's clearly like dark hair mm. yeah <laughs> over this like platinum, this, blonde. Like, platinum blonde like gorgeous mane there's something about it like when he and his wife like get draco out of the school at the end of the seventh movie i was like this dude i <laughs> So hot. <laughs> like I'm I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> I mean, obviously though, he is super, super hot in the second movie because mm -hmm. like it is like it is him being this like just like uber smarmy, like really 
really mean to his kid. Oh, like, yeah. Is you realize why awful. Draco is, is the way Draco is. Yeah, and apparently, and we'll get into it, but there's, like, a couple of things that they, like, improvise together that, like, are, like, super, I don't want to say iconic, but, like, those moments really stand out in these movies because, like, you see Draco or Tom Felton, like, react in real time to this really imposing dude being a fucking dick. Yeah, and I guess he's, like, the nicest person in real life, and, like, when they were, like, we're gonna cut, he was, like, immediately, like, to Tom Felton, like, are you okay? Like, yeah, that's really like, nice. Being, like, very reassuring. Yeah, so, I mean, for our listeners, I'm sure most of us have seen Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We will get into, like, the plot of it, but, like, mm -hmm. I would say Chamber of Secrets growing up was my favorite book. Hmm. Was it? Because, like, yeah, and I know that it's technically, like, I would say it's probably, like, the f most filler of all of the books. Like, it's, you know, later you find out, like, that important stuff happened. But at the time, it was just, like, a cool yarn, like, something that, like, happened. There weren't, like, a ton of stakes, which I think, uh, like, when I was 12, I, like, really appreciated. And I think it makes sense because they're still young. Like, the third movie and the third book is where, like, they start to get, like, a little more angsty. Like, I, st I definitely think, like, there's a jump in angst from one to two, for sure. Yeah. But then it starts but to, like, But, like, two really... to three is, yeah. like, where it feels like a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. Or not I, have movie, a, like, I, I have yeah. a theory about that. So, I mean, with the movies, that was where they swapped off from uh, Chris Columbus and Alfonso Cuero. Yeah, right? Cuero yes. was three. Yeah. That's why three is my favorite. It's so I, beautifully directed. I we're, we're not here to talk about three. We're not here to talk about three. <laughs> wow, it sounds like it's a controversial, but it is controversial because, like, when I first saw three, when I was like, I don't know how old I was, <laughs> I hated it. I hated it when I was a kid. It now might be my favorite. They're wearing people clothes. Why are they wearing muggle clothes? And they didn't do this in any other movie. You don't see Hermione in jeans and a sweatshirt in any other yeah. movie. Right. Uh, explain that chilling. to me. No, no, it's true. I do remember that. That is, like, the one time you see... Because you see like... them, like, kind of outside of Hogwarts a bit. Like, they go to Hogsmeade in 3. They're, like, going on that, like, elaborate time-turner adventure in 3. So I guess it's, like, why would I want to be wearing, like, my uniform-type situation? So, I mean, I can kind of get on that. Right, but wizards dress differently than humans do. They're, like, mm -hmm. confused by, like, what... I keep calling them humans. Like, I think they're all humans. I think it's just, like... Uh, yeah, they're just... Just wizards and muggles. It's just... Exactly. Muggles has always felt a little weird to me. You okay, know? But I, like, that's, like, now, like, my go-to insult if I want to, like, call somebody... <laughs> like, if I'm just, like... I was, like, oh, it must be nice to be a fucking muggle. Like, I say <laughs> that all the time. Just because, like, you know what it means. <laughs> it means you're ordinary and it's, it's one of the rudest things you can say to somebody without like cursing them out you're, it's <laughs> like, like being basic right yeah yeah it's basically saying someone's basic although i i feel like i i, I embrace being basic yeah so be a basic bitch if you want to be one <laughs> but yeah, I don't oh, be a muggle. you can be a basic bitch but you can't be a muggle yeah just don't <laughs> be a don't be a muggle it's fine <laughs> but um, um yeah I also think with the writing, though, that um, J.K. Rowling might have realized after the second one, oh, wait, there's actually something that, like, this isn't a pipe dream. I finished the first one. That did really well. I finished mm -hmm. the second one. That did really well. I could have seven books here. No problem. I better get to work on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like the actual, uh, what would you call that? Um, 
like the plotting of the series yeah, yeah. like the bible like what's my bible for all seven books to, right because yeah. i mean i think she has talked about how she always kind of knew what that ending was mm-hmm. i mean man like it's crazy to think that like back then that was like the most exciting thing to me was like wanting to know what the fucking ending of harry potter was mm. you know you take that, I mean, I take it for granted now just because it's been in my life, like most of my life mm-hmm. at this point. So it's just like, it's just wild to think that, like, she, I mean, she definitely had the ending down. I don't know, like, how extensive anything else was besides yeah. that. Did you guys, were you up the fan sites back then? Um, so just, I don't know if I'm, uh, I think you were, you were class of 2008, right? Or 2000. Yeah, yeah Jenner and I are the same age. So all three okay. of us. Are- yeah, I was class of, I, yeah, I was class uh, of 2007. Oh yeah, I was I was oh seven. Okay. Yeah. So I um, do you remember when like all the fan sites where they had all like the wild theories with like uh, you know, like like there was gonna be like something called the Green Flame Torch, and that was going to be like what they used to defeat him. And if you go to this website, she's left like a secret there, and there was like all kinds of this crazy stuff. I don't remember like going on them as much, but like they there was there were a ton of theories, and I like ate all of that shit up, like on all of the like forums. I love a good fan theory because sometimes they're better than what actually occurred. Oh yeah, right. It's true. Well, someone, I think, I think she said that there was somebody who came up to her and basically like said that they had a theory and like, not like they said horcruxes or anything like Mm -hmm. that, but basically like described that like, not phenomenon, but like basically was just like, oh, I think this might be what this is. And she was like, oh shit. Being into my soul. Well, cause like, honestly though, like, all things like aside with like JK Rowling and like the fact that like looking back, like I don't think she's as great a writer as I like remember her being when I was a kid. It was just like, it was, it it was like a yeah. really cool idea and she's not a bad writer. That world building was just insane. What was mostly no, the, insane. Yeah. That's exactly what it is because like the concept of a Horcrux is insane. Mm-hmm. And like, we do get into it a little bit in chamber of secret because mm-hmm. we really, it's the first kind of like introduction to it. Yeah, because we are like we eventually find out not in the second movie, but we find out like in this maybe fifth one in the fifth book is when the concept of Horcruxes um, is introduced. Mm -hmm. And it was like Albus Dumbledore, like you've been like sitting on this information for quite a while. Like (laughs) we have not had any time to prepare. You're kind of bad at this. (laughs) <laughs> like you just had this theory that like he was putting his soul in like these like items and that to like yeah to get rid of him well because like basically that's what makes him immortal there's no yeah. real way to become immortal it's just if your soul is in different areas there's no way for all of you to die which is such a fascinating yeah that's way that's so interesting it. like i really love that idea but yeah, in Chamber of Secrets, we find out, like, this journal, this journal, and, like, it's this, it's so funny, because <laughs> it's, the adults in Harry Potter are fucking terrible, like, even the good guys, they're just, like, not great people, <laughs> they just willingly put kids in danger. Oh, well, yeah, he, like, straight was, like, because, like, it's, like, actually, like, well, people can say what they want. Like, I think Columbus did a brilliant job with the first two, especially, like, given 
what the first two are. They're very more kid friendly and he's like brilliant when it comes to directing children. And like, I love that shot though, when he like takes the book and then you see the shot of him putting the it back into like her, what like she had like that cauldron or something. And then yeah. you notice that it's two and you're like, oh shit. But I like love that shot. Yeah. Like I really love that shot. No, he's, he, I, well, yeah, I think what it too, what was so good about the first two movies is he's able to capture that like childlike wonder. Mm. Like, not only is it like a kid, like in new circumstances, but it's like, oh, we're, um, we're like, we're learning about magic and everything is so cool. And like seeing it through the lens of this kid who's just been living in a, like a cupboard and, and, and a cupboard under the stairs. Like there's, it's really, it's cool mm -hmm. for sure. Well, I mean, what it really is, is like, it's a second year of school. Mm -hmm. It's not, he's not, he's not totally green anymore, mm -hmm. but like everything still is just like, <laughs> he looks at everything as if it's like the first time he's seen anything. And it, like, for the most part, it kind of is, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> is lock Gilderoy Lockhart isn't too, right? Yes. So, that's the defense against uh, the arts. Oh my God. Dark arts teacher. So, so Kenneth Branagh. Branagh. <laughs> what a terrific terrific casting choice to have Kenneth Branagh as himself. Who would have thought? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so and he, he's perfect as Lockhart. Like, cause I remember there were like rumors that some people were like, I remember there was like a rumor that it was going to be like Colin Farrell. And I was like, Colin Farrell is almost like too sexy. Well, he's too hot. Yeah. I mean, they wanted him to be hot. Cause like, yeah, you know, the girls like lust over him, but like, I get the, I get the, cause it's more like, less about what he looks like and more about how like Lockhart carries himself and yeah. that's sort of like an attractiveness. Oh yeah, no, he has so, I, so much confidence. Yeah, and I get like when you're just surrounded by boys all day and you're just like, oh, here's this like charismatic man yeah. that you're like, oh. Yeah. Am I, am I the only person that I've always imagined him as basically being Zap Brannigan from Futurama? Like a British <laughs> Zap Brannigan? I haven't watched Futurama, so I don't that's, know that reference. No, that's a, that's a really good, that's a really, like, that's a cool observation. Like, go into that a little bit. Like, what, what do you mean by that? Like, there's just that, like, weird fake ultimate hero bluster that's so transparent to the audience, but for some reason in universe, no one really seems to be able to, like, yeah, just get that. <laughs> like, are you telling me you were surprised when it turns out that he made everything up and the only thing that he's good at is memory charms? That was yeah, not yeah, a surprise. Yeah. It was like, he was like, it was like a different form of like the villain that can't stop like twiddling his mustache. He's actually like a really great like director and actor, I think. Like he just, he's able to be that like theatrical. Mm -hmm. Um like buffoon and it worked well much. for Lockhart for sure no as Lockhart he's very funny like there is that that part at the end when he's like packing his wigs yeah. and it's so funny where he's just like he's like um I'm sorry I didn't know this is what I was signing up for and like throwing <laughs> his wigs into his thing yeah who told me that being the defense against the dark arts teacher would be so like scary yeah. like, <laughs> maybe so funny. Maybe like Snape was game for it, and you're just gonna give it to a celebrity. So I feel Snape's pain. That's like <laughs> it was his dream. He didn't want to do potion. Yeah, <laughs> but like we do get into that eventually. Is that because mm -hmm. every year there's a new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, and it's because Voldemort cursed it, cursed that position. And it was because he wanted to come. I can't remember why he wanted to do it. Man, you got you guys know a lot about Harry. Oh, I it was just I can tell you why he wanted the position uh, there. Was yeah, he was, he was never able to find uh, one of the um, 
one of the uh, four who well, I, I think it was the sword. Oh, the, the Ravenclaw thing. Right? Yeah. Wasn't that when he was trying to find the Ravenclaw one? He hid the Ravenclaw deedum there. That was what he came there for, was to hide it in, like, the uh, the hiding room of the hiding. Room. The room of requirements. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, like, I'm going to come out and say this. I was a, a movie watcher, not the book reader. That's fine. Nerd. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> I liked me some Rupert Grant. So like, That's cute. You So you were a Ron Weasley stan? I was more of a Rupert Grant stan. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, Ron Weasley Ron Weasley's kind of lame. Ron's kind of a dick, especially in the one where he just, like, the one where he gets, like, Lavender Brown as, like, a girlfriend, and then it's just a major a-hole to Hermione. Like, I was like, Hermione, girl, you can do better than this man. You could. You had Victor fucking Crumb. Yeah, you Victor did. Crumb, fourth movie, she's dating. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I, not what I wouldn't know, but, like, I assume getting an athlete in the magic world is just as cool as it is in He's the He's, like, the a legit world. celebrity. It's like she's banging, like, the... The, the baseball player and like mike trying- trout he's like mike trout wow. like banging he kind of looks like him too actually right? stoppy look <laughs> i want to believe that victor crumb was the best at quidditch so therefore he is mike trout he was he was the best like they, mm-hmm. they talk about that mm-hmm. but in the second one though we are we are introduced to uh jenny weasley <laughs> Who has a little crush on Harry? Little, it's that face she makes is great. Literally, I was just like, I was like, I have been, I have been (laughs) that girl so many times. We've all been Jenny Weasley. I was like, you know what it's like when you're like in front of someone that you like, and like you just, you just get flustered. Yeah, she is cute, but like Jenny Weasley, it's her first year at Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. She's got this debilitating crush on harry potter and you know she's like trying to like she's trying to figure stuff out and like i i feel like it would have been cool i don't think there's a way to do it really to see things from her perspective a little yeah, bit just a little bit because like this is her first year she's overwhelmed by everything she's like the youngest of like a billion kids <laughs> yeah she's poor as fuck like get <laughs> fun of even though they're they're pure bloods like it's crazy and like she just she's so awkward and like it's yeah like i wish there was a way to like see things from her perspective a little bit mm-hmm. but you know we just see her reacting to harry being around for the most part yeah like i'm trying to think of like all the kids like you said that you were a rupert grant fan i'm trying to think like of all i the, went like, back kids. and forth i like i like to some into? dan too yeah like so, he's a short king so you I'm were solidly it. like into the heroes though right um well i mean like it's just like my own preference of like me thinking and not understanding why rupert Grant to this day is still unbelievably sexy and i cannot for the life of me explain it <laughs> it makes no absolute sense but i think especially when i was like 16 and he was like 16 i was like why is he so sexy i don't even know i don't get it that was more it less than like oh i'm attracted to the bad boy of this movie like i was attracted to like rupert grant like truthfully well i think it's like i do feel like a lot of people know like the the plot of chamber mm-hmm. of secrets literally like it's um yeah it's pretty much like 
Although now that I'm saying it, even though I've, I've seen yeah, you're like, what so happened? I've seen this movie so many times. Well, it's I'm like of the other... he gets this book. He starts like talking with Tom Riddle, who he believes is like helping him. You guys are skipping right to the end of it. Yeah, what else happens? Like well, I don't remember. Well, well, okay, so how about in, at, in the beginning of it, the Dursleys realize that uh, because of a howler that they get that. Uh, Harry isn't actually allowed to use magic at home. So what do they do? They imprison him. They set up bars in his windows and, and, and slide a yeah. meal like under his uh, door every day. And that's like all he gets. He's just stuck in his room. Like he's in a literal prison. He at least upgraded to a room. He's no longer in the cupboard on the stairs. <laughs> Still, that is some serious child abuse. Oh, then yeah. anyway, his pals, the ginger twins, show up in their magic yeah. flying car. And they burst, they like, kind of like tie something to it or something like that, and like rip it yeah, out of like, the windows with their flying yeah. car. And Rupert and, Grint's voice drops an octave, and Bailey got a little bit of a tingle when wow. he's like, Hiya, Harry. <laughs> and I was like, Woo! Hiya, yeah, Harry. Hiya, Harry. I was like, Oh, the voice dropped. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> you're right. So they were, and then we get introduced to like the Whomping Willow, which is pretty cool. It's at a different, but it then shifts from a different part of Hogwarts to another part of Hogwarts as the movies progress. Oh, wait, there's one other thing though in that beginning of it that I'm completely forgetting pre Whomping Willow. And that's this motherfucking psychotic golem lookalike. Uh, oh, Dobby, that's right. Dobby. oh my god, you're right. Motherfucker Dobby is just the bane of Harry's existence, right? Like, <laughs> he's he the reason him. that the Dursleys find out that he can't use magic because he uses magic there to like do something to piss off Harry. The Ministry of Magic picks it up as that. But Dobby's like, no, you can't go to Hogwarts. If you go to Hogwarts, something terrible is going to happen to you, Harry. And Harry's yeah. like, wait, what? And the house elf then starts beating the shit out of himself because house yeah, elf is oh, yeah. faster. It's like, like if you're getting this without context, it's fucking crazy. Oh, no, that's like, true. Again, and the, I will say it again, like to Chris Columbus's uh, credit, mm -hmm. like it's all kind of played for laughs. And like, yeah, you don't really realize how traumatic and crazy all of this is. Yeah, like even the darkness he played with the lightness, which is kind of interesting. I mean, like he did that with freaking Home Alone. Think about it. It's a home invasion and they're straight trying to like murder a child. And but like, that he, child is kind of a psycho. I mean, yeah, he also yeah. maybe deserves it. But like, you know, you get where he's like, I don't even care if I get the chair, I'm murdering this kid. Yeah, but right? like it's played for a laugh because of the way it's delivered. But like that shit's dark. But that's because Joe Pesci is really a dad. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I just love it. He's like, I don't even care if I get the chair, I'm killing this kid. I'm like, I, you feel it. You and you kind of root for Mom yeah. and Harry at points. And that's like a testament to Christopher Columbus. Well, yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. So yeah, they they plan this escape. They mm -hmm. plan this escape, and they he's at the he's at the uh, Weasley's house. Yeah, that's when they that you know they do their their yearly. Let's go to Diagon Alley, and yeah. we gotta get our books, and we gotta do this, and that's when we are introduced to Daddy Lucius. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, is he not in the first one? Is the no? One? All right, so he yeah, pops up. The second one is the first time we see, see him. him. Okay, yeah, okay. Because Perfect like in the casting, man. Also, oh, think so about all the British cat, like British acting royalty that are in these Harry Potter. Like, these kids had no idea. Yeah. Like, you're with Dame Maggie Smith. Yeah. Like, there's royalty in this entire, like, whole no, franchise, which is crazy. It's more amazing to realize which, like, famous, like, English act 
actors and actresses weren't in it because I was like, Judy yeah. Dench wasn't in that. How is Judy yeah. Dench not in Harry Potter? Well, I remember, well, there was like this whole story about how they tried to get Kate Winslet for like the sixth movie or the seventh one, one of the two. Oh, who'd she have been? I don't, I don't remember. Oh. Um, I, but they wanted her and her agents didn't tell her about it and was like, <laughs> no, Kate Winslet isn't going to do fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> and like, what's funny is she talks about it and she's like, I yeah, I would have done Harry Potter, right? kids, you fucking <laughs> dick. Right? <laughs> Which is so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you see, like, an actor take a movie where he's like, eh, eh. Like, it's usually because they literally have children and they're like, I want to watch a movie that, like, I want to be in a movie that my children can watch. Yeah. And, like, I respect that. Even if the movie isn't, like, highbrow. I'm just like, well, I get why you're in this yeah. movie. Yeah, well, you want to be able to, like, yeah, yeah like bond with your kid because you're never home yeah exactly hey look this is what mommy does all yeah. day <laughs> mommy made this for you but like well that's and we're, i think what this is this is just gonna end up being like a harry potter appreciation <laughs> uh, uh yeah less chamber secrets more all over harry potter like, yeah but like the thing is like a draco though like you do eventually see like he has it really bad oh he has it sure. bad in his house his parents have these dumb ideologies he doesn't really, I, it doesn't seem like he gives a shit, but he's trying to like save face because like that's what he's supposed to do. I'm like, not telling your 17 year old that you have to kill the headmaster of your school. <laughs> Just like, like what? Casually. Because of, because of destiny? That's wild. Yeah. That's a wild thing to say to anything. Like, Give me, like, a pretty good reason, and I'll probably think about it for a little bit, but just be like, oh, hey, this is, like, your destiny. Like, I'm like, no, that's, that's is, so dumb. Is that what they said in the movie it was? Because I just remember in the books that Draco had to do it, but it was because he was punishing Lucius, sending Draco on a suicide mission. Yeah, no, it was that. It was that, but that was because, like, so for some reason, Dumbledore gives, like, like cares so much more about Draco in this scenario because like basically he's like you can't let Draco do this you have to do yeah it. to Snape like oh by the way Snape you're gonna have to fucking gonna, kill me we're not gonna let this kid do it like it was, I get that I mean I get that but you're just like I'd be like how about we not kill me yeah punch right? the, you literally punch the kid in the face <laughs> he drops and you're just like all right everybody's alive now he was punishing Lucius basically mm -hmm. but then you know um uh what's her name uh draco's mom narcissa oh, Nar narcissa yeah what a name <laughs> little on the nose but that's fine. yeah right yeah but like she's the one who goes to Snape and is like hey like please you have to do it like mm -hmm. you know and they they have the whole blood oath thing um i will say like that is like the one like constant through this whole like this whole series is like like a mom's sacrifice yeah like we always yeah. go back to that like of course like uh harry's mom mm -hmm. goes ha has the ultimate sacrifice there's that like in the seventh book and in the movie like they don't do it as well in the movie i thought but in the book there's this like crazy thing where like Narcissa is trying to find Draco while like the war is happening in mm -hmm. the school. She's like screaming, like trying to find him. Um, Mrs. Weasley is trying to like save her daughter from Bellatrix. Like it's all about like moms like just trying mm -hmm. to protect their kids, which is actually like I think that like is the through line mm -hmm. of this yeah. whole series. And that's like why I think it's so strong is that like, you know, I mean, 
say what you will about J.K. Rowling. She has kids. I'm sure she loves her kids. Oh, like, yeah. I think that's where it all stems from. <laughs> yeah. And is there, like, like within two, is there, like, I actually really, like, I think more and more about it. Like, I really actually like Chamber of Secrets. Like, yes. I, I, like, I love, I love the Tom Riddle and I love the idea of like believing that you can trust someone only for it to be this, this reveal that he is, he is Voldemort. But can we also talk about like her realize her taking, I am Lord Voldemort and being like, how do I anagram this into like, cause literally I am Lord Voldemort is an anagram of Tom Marvolo Riddle. Yeah. Which Fuck, that would have taken me the whole time. I wouldn't even have time to write the book. <laughs> I gotta ask you, though, like, why didn't they have the scene where it's, like, Riddle in, like, whatever, whenever he's switching identities and he's, like, just going through different possible anagrams for what his name could be? And then he's like, yeah. man, it's nothing good with just Voldemort. Let's just add, I can't do anything out of just Tom Riddle, but I am Tom Riddle. I can figure something out with this. <laughs> right? And I love that scene because, like, he writes with his wand, I am Lord Voldemort, and then it's like, whoosh, and it all just be like and Tom Marvel Riddle, and it's like, whoosh, I am Lord Voldemort, Again, and it's like and that Tom. dude that they got. All right, definitely also attractive in the bad boy. Tom Riddle dude, was young so Tom hot. Riddle. Holy smokes! <laughs> Holy smokes! Absolutely. <laughs> well, because you're just like he. And maybe this is, like, the thing with all bad boys. Maybe I'm, like, about to have a big breakthrough here. But it's, like, this <laughs> whole thing where it's, like, I can fix him. Yeah, yeah. That, it's true. It's true. Like, you think, but, like, oh, he's, like, he's so, he he thinks so much. Yeah. I can fix him. <laughs> yeah, there is this thing. So it's, like, the attraction to, you know, like, Jason Isaacs within this. But, like, I feel like it's, like, it's interesting. It's, like, do we real do we think that, is Jason Isaacs, is he even really that prominently featured in, like, as a, as an actor in 2? Or is he just, like, a through line throughout it all? Because, He's more of a through line, yeah. for sure. Because, like, he shows up at the beginning. We do get the setup of, like, where the book eventually yeah. starts, like, the diary. Um, and we, we can tell he's, like, kind of scary. Like, mm -hmm. he's scary as hell. And then he just shows up at the end. And yeah. I feel like that's all of his, that is all his of screen his. screen time, right? In all of them, though. Like, it's like he shows up at the very beginning, and then he shows up at the end, if mm -hmm. I'm remembering it right. Because I feel like in all of the movies, like, you see what he's doing with Voldemort or, like, yeah. adjacent to Voldemort. And then at the end, we see him, like, dealing with the aftermath of whatever whatever has happened. Hmm. Interesting. But like he's very he's like very memorable in this because like I yeah. think it's more that like you you get a sense of who this character is. You now realize why Draco is the way that he is. Yeah, that's a good point. You get to like build on Draco's character through Lucius as well. Yeah, because there's that there's that line when he does like apologize to Lucius. He's like, "Sorry, fa sorry, father." Yeah. And your fucking heart breaks. It's like this kid's been a little shit for like. A, a movie and a half yeah and like but then like he does that and like you like i was ready to like beat like i was like i'm gonna beat your ass lucius malfoy i know i'm attracted to you but you're a dick yeah <laughs> it's always kind of amazing to me how much jason isaacs can get out of a small role like that yeah like that he can really just pour all of this character and like this weird charisma into it like you see that yes. in a lot of really good villain actors like uh, Willem Dafoe does that we're gonna talk about this more in a few weeks when we do the Patriot but like that movie 
low-key is not good, but I'm obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's super uberly masculine. It's got it's weird Gibson, ideals. Right? Yeah, it's Mel yeah. Gibson. That seems right. Um, but Jason Isaacs in a role that, like, does not, like, there is no reason for him to be good in it. It's actually, I don't even know if it's actually a good performance. Again, we'll get it more into it then. Mm. But it keeps me up at night because he, you can't, like, when you watch it, it's like he infects your brain like a virus. <laughs> it's crazy. But, like, that, again, it is a sign of a good actor because, yeah. like, he's really, like, putting a stamp on it. He's making, he has, I mean, you know. And Ed does bring up a good point that he does ele- elevate yeah. this role really well. Um, yeah, no, but I, I wonder, the, the other person that I could see, you could see them swapping roles, and it being similarly good would be if him and Alan Rickman switched roles, and you had oh, Alan Rickman God. as Lucius, and Jason Isaacs as Snape. They would both work, I think, just as it well. It would. It would, but man, is Alan that Rickman is, so good at Snape. That, I mean, but like, he... I mean, Ed, I get Ed, it. Ed just opened up the possibility of Jason Isaacs being in every movie. Yeah, and he <laughs> oh would be, God. and like, definitely would be good. Not saying that, but man, no, Jason Alan Rickman. Like Alan, also, Alan Rickman's voice makes him sexier. Make made him sexier than he ever appeared to be. Like that voice, my God. Oh, it's true. My God, a chef's Sexiest. kiss voice. Sexiest part of Galaxy Quest, without question. Absolutely, without man. Question. <laughs> Favorite part of Galaxy Quest is like as like the movie is progressing and like his makeup is going more and more out. His hair is like sticking out. <laughs> Best part of Galaxy Quest. I love it. Just you see this hair stick out of this like this like creature. Anyway, my grandpa's hammer. Yeah, what a oh. savings. Galaxy <laughs> Quest is. So good. Okay. It actually has no business being as good as it is. It's so good. It's the best Star Trek movie. It really is. You're not wrong. It is. And like everybody is cast so well in that movie, too. That's like a perfectly cast film. Yeah. It's like it's not quite Adam's family good casting, because to me that's the most perfectly cast film, Adam's Family Values. Mm, Chef Kiss. But um, Galaxy Quest is close second. No, it's so good. Mm. It's really good. Yeah, I think it's Thirst Month. If everything is going to be a Jason Isaacs movie, this is Thirst Month. Let's not get ourselves. No, it is. Well, and we're going to get into this for sure. But one of the things is that, like, if you came of age in the early 2000s, and we're these are the movies we picked for the most part, except for like one that came out a couple wellness that came out a couple years ago. But that's just a horror movie, so obviously I was down. But like early 2000s, you have. The Patriot comes out in 2000. Mm-hmm. You have Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets comes out in 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Pan, which we will get into, mm-hmm. 2004. Ooh. So there is a solid five years of time as I was becoming a woman where Jason Isaac is just this very in- intimidating father figure who's really hot in my life. And like it <laughs> has, it has, it changed the trajectory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like this month is definitely for Jenna. It is. Like this is it Jenna's is. month. Like last month was like more me. Like Jenna appreciates Freddie Prince, but like that's like more <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. was like a more me speech. And like Jason Isaacs is like a Jenna speech. It's like, oh, she's <laughs> You guys get summer cats for that too. That was like written by somebody probably in junior high school for you, Bailey. 
Oh my god! Right? Summer car- well, summer we gotta do. We want to do because we want to yeah. do like a baseball month, and yeah, I think that would be good. That would be good. Baseball month, we should just have Ed on everyone. Yeah, yeah like, you should co-host that month. We'll do like Bull Durham. Yeah, that's, that's classic. Yeah, we could do instead because we 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 try to transition more to like focusing on like actor now because we actor actress we can then like be like oh we this can have is more what of we a love theme. about this person yeah. as opposed to sometimes like we were getting a little being like some of the movies we were watching were just so bad and we were like this is horrendous i think thanks killing really killed us <laughs> it, that i think it was that and like three like three or four weeks before that i made you and bobby watch mm. uh showgirls too and they still haven't forgiven me wait there's I a love- showgirls too hey go, go back a second i did not Go know ahead. that don't Ed, you don't need to. No, no but I, I do. I, no. I love Showgirls. I think uh, Showgirls no. is a legit masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. I don't care. I'll fight it's people. It's satire. It's a masterpiece. No, it's, this it's movie was mostly shot on DV cam. Yeah, no, not even kidding. It's. I think it. It looks like it's a parody video that someone made on YouTube, but it's literally Showgirls 2. It's almost three hours, from by heaven. the way. It's longer than the original Showgirls. Yeah. And it's written, it's so bad. directed, edited, edited. And like edited, edited is actually a very um we do need to bring that up. Uh, <laughs> edited and starred with the she was in the original. Yeah, it was Showgirls. the girl. You remember like have you seen I assume you've seen Showgirls Ed, right? Yeah. All right, you yeah. know Penny, like the new stripper that comes into the Cheetah? Yeah. It's about Penny. Yeah. It's called Penny Showgirls 2. Penny. Penny's from heaven. It has no relation to Showgirls. She could have just not been Penny. She could have been anybody. And, like, it would have been just as bad. I was having a great time. Bailey wanted to murder me. Bobby wanted to murder me. It was so bad. <laughs> they were so pissed. I don't know. I think that <laughs> I, sounds like a pretty good movie. Oh. I mean, if you're a little drunk like I was, I was having a great time. I was having a blast. I was not drunk enough for this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, y- you kind of have to be like teetering on the like the brink of blackout. It's, it's not a quite as bad as when we thought we were going to get drunk for Dear Evan Hansen and then realized the theater didn't provide alcohol and oh, we had God. to watch it sober. We watched it so stone, stone cold, cold sober. sober. Like, we go there, and I had been to this theater multiple times, but I had never, like, drank at the theater. So I was like, I was like, they definitely have a bar. I was like, any single AMC I've ever been to has a bar. <laughs> we go in there, and, like, we didn't drink or pre- I was like, we'll get drinks there. They cost $35, but we'll still do it. That's so fine. it didn't cost us anything to go to the movie. That's mainly the reason we saw it in Dolby. <laughs> Twenty Normally, it's like $22, but we got, because we have A-list. So, like, yeah. we get there, and then... <laughs> Jenna looks at the person and is like, where's your bar? Is it like the second level, the first level? And they're like, we don't serve alcohol here. And we were like, what? Yeah, yeah. I, I like I was trying to I was trying to seem cool. Yeah. So it didn't seem like I have a problem. I might. It's fine. We don't have to talk about it. But we but were I was like, just what like, do you mean? Yeah, like there's no alcohol here. Like, so now anytime we go there, we either like remember this, but then I think like we've forgotten before and been like, fuck, that's right. We're going to this theater where they don't have alcohol. No, that's why we well now and now everybody's gonna know our secret, but now we just keep edibles in our purses. <laughs> Oh man, California sounds great. It's yeah. it's not bad. At least at least Massachusetts is known for their their edibles now. But it's it's been more like here than it is. Anytime I go home and I try to like get edibles, I was like, this is even more expensive than California. What is this shit? Wow. That usually never happens. That's interesting. Oh yeah, it's pricey here. 
Yeah, it's definitely pricey still here, but I feel like it's, and it's also not as accessible here. You can literally go anywhere. Yeah, there's I feel still like now only there's certain places back home that there's you still can competi really go. There's competition here now between yeah. like weed shops. Mm -hmm. So they want to like give people deals. Mm. <laughs> sounds, again, California sounds great. I would love the local weed store to want to give people deals. That sounds, that sounds come great. Come to California, Ed. I bet you love it. Bring Penny. Bring Penny. Bring your, bring your, also, Ed's fun fact. I didn't know, but Ed's girlfriend and I went to the same high school. Wow. Her, her brother was apparently in my grade. Wow. I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, small world, huh? It really was funny. And it's like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend went to Winchester as high. I was like, what? Did your girlfriend graduate 07? She was 06. 06. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was two ahead of me. But, yeah, then apparently her brother was in my grade. And I was like, what? That's crazy. Craziness. That's amazing. Craziness. <laughs> and it wasn't like, it was interesting, though, because, like, there's all of these random people that you're like friends with on Facebook that like you were like, I wasn't even like friends with in high school. And that, but like Ed's, apparently Ed's girlfriend's brother and I just were like not even Facebook cool enough. Wow. <laughs> I was not friends with him. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't really use Facebook too, uh, as far as I know. Anybody, but like, it's so weird. It's funny because like a random dude from high school like message me like friend requested me i was like it's been like almost two decades since high school and then ed was like wait is it my like girlfriend's uh, brother and i was like no it's not it's another kid <laughs> and it's like i wish of all the dudes there's one dude i wish to have like friend requested me and it was not him it was this dude i was like oh, really i was like oh, damn like you know and also it's so weird because it's not even like he friend requested me and then like messaged me or anything it's like weird that like he just friend requested he just wants to know what's up it's strange yeah. to me no it is true i will say like because like i did not have a great time in high school so whenever like somebody high from high school like friend requests me like i'm immediately on my guard i'm like who the fuck are you this but also you probably you probably like moved out of la yeah. and like you live in arizona and like you get cheated on like every 10 seconds so you know what i will accept your friend request. jenna wants everybody that she didn't like in high school to have been cheated on yeah, yeah. but also to move to arizona honestly i think the being cheated on is like not Ed, that bad to college i like arizona i would move back there in a heartbeat if i could yeah like, arizona state yeah arizona state? It was. I, was there, I was at arizona state 2007 to 2008 that i transferred back to massachusetts because it is expensive to go to school out of state let me tell you oh, yeah, it's very Ed and i all could have overlapped because i definitely applied to arizona state university Ooh. i got in and I only, I mean, who doesn't get in? But anyways, no, I, um, <laughs> yeah, like facts. I maybe only applied there because the baseball program was really good. At that oh, time. you were trying to get yourself a husband. And my dad mainly was like, you can't go there because you're going to be at the baseball diamond. I'm like, yes, dad, but I could be like you, your son-in-law could be a major leaguer right now. I do look to see who was there around the time I played. I would have missed and if he had didn't transfer, it would have been the same time. Tyler Hecklin started out as ASU Ooh. and then transferred home to go to, uh, I think he went to like Cal State Fullerton or Irvine. I think he went to Cal State Irvine. Oh, but I was I like, that man could have been, I could have been at ASU with Ed Hand and Tyler Hecklin. Man, what a time. What could have been. What, what a time. have been, you know. <laughs> and all them baseball players. But hey, you know. Um, in the fourth movie, when Voldemort shows up, I was like, fuck. 
I'm just really upset that I get why he looked kind of snake-like, but I was also upset that we just weren't seeing full-on Ray Fiends. Oh, yeah, because he's Anyways, a hot dude. Exactly. Sure. But he it's was like Ray Fiends with, like, a pushed-in nose. Yeah, yeah. I just well, feel yeah. bad for Arthur Weasley here. He's got the he's the only one with a dad bod of the of the group. Yeah, well, not well. That's not the point. There's a difference between daddy and dad bod. Yeah, more like a zaddy. With this one, I think it's going to be a little different because I don't know if you would really say there's a batshit moment in mm. this because, like, it's it's. I do. Oh, like, there I is. Don't know. Oh, what's your okay, batshit? What's moment? your batshit moment? Let's hear it. Lucius Malfoy literally starts a killing curse at the end of this movie. He was oh, going to kill right. Harry. You hear very clearly, clearly hear the Avada. Was that improvised? Was that in the script? In the books, they didn't learn the killing curse to the fourth one, but that's also really excessive to try to murder a famous child. No, you're right. Well, maybe Ooh, that's Chris Columbus being like, yo, I'm an MVP director and I need more respect. <laughs> maybe but you're right you're right because he literally says avada and then and then dobby's just like you're not gonna kill harry potter yeah crazy good for dobby coming in that is pretty bad shitty well the whole dobby situation i was gonna say like getting like master has given dobby clothes Dobby is free. So we're saying like the last like 10 minutes of this yeah, movie yeah. goes off the rails yeah. in a very hilarious way. Or maybe way. just the idea of like the reveal of Tom, Tom Riddle being Voldemort and being like, oh, somebody I thought I trusted. I was going to say, I was like, going to say the Tom Riddle more, stuff. Yeah. More batchity of, of the moat. Yeah. But no, that's a, that's a really good observation. That's great. No, because I, I do remember it now that you've said that. Cause mm. like you hear him say that and you're like, what the mm. fuck? Like if Imagine killing him in cold blood, like on the grounds of Hogwarts, just like walking away, being like, Psh. like what in Dumbledore's office. Yeah, in Dumbledore's. But also, too, it's like my like this guy that I worship, this deity, was not able to kill this boy when he was boy. a baby. And I have the fucking like, I have the audacity to think that I'll be able to do it. Imagine if he did the Avada Kedavra, and he's like. It bounces what? off him, right. and then we like, have, like, another Voldemort situation. Well, or no, he doesn't have blood Like, imagine if he did it with, like, Ron's fucking wonky wand that, yeah. like, would always do shit back on him. Yeah. Yeah, tell me you weren't in love with Hermione when you were, like, eight slugs, and then you ate slugs for this girl, like, pretty much. Oh, that's you know? cute. Yeah. That is cute. It is cute. They were, <laughs> I mean. Book Ron was a lot better than Movie Ron. Movie Ron, they just, like, came, gave him, like, a, they gave him a lobotomy or something and made him a lot dumber. <laughs> Yeah, pretty dumb. Yeah, he just seems like he's just like dumb, you know, house husband. Yeah, I mean, he definitely is a house husband. (laughs) Definitely a house husband. Trophy husband. Bailey's I don't know about trophy husband, but definitely house husband. <laughs> yeah, that bit, that that's the that's the woman that's like leading everything, and you're just at home with your children, getting kind of fat because he did in the the final one when they age him up. They're like, "Here's his pot belly, baby." No, um, well, yeah. Wrong. Yeah. You know what? Absolutely. He deserves it. His he he has a dead brother. Got now. Himself, yeah. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> Poor one of the twins. I'm not sure which one day. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was Fred. 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 Dead. Yeah. It was yeah. Fred. R.I.P. Fred. R.I.P. Now, where would you put this on? As we talk about, it, I feel like it's more of an appreciation for this. But like, where would you put it? Like, so Ed, we have this scale. We call it the garbage meter, where we have it from. Also, like 
this everybody who listens to this episode is going to be like bailey is definitely from boston because she is almost a full wine glass deep, and the accent is completely yeah my god i love it it happens every time i drink i have like no like the best was like i have to give tours at my new job and like we've been doing practice tours so like we're giving the tours and shit and like i'm doing it without my accent for like the most part and then they're like at one point i said something and like somebody and this this made me feel good about my accent they were like you just almost sounded like you were british there and i was like i said the british and the boston accent are like the closest ones they are i've always said that I am. So I was like, no. And then there's somebody else on like the cot was like, oh, she's from Boston. I was like, yeah, I am. But like, I try to downplay it. But when I've had a few drinks in me, it's like, it's coming out like full force. That's funny. Like, Love it. Nothing. So I should <laughs> just really, we're supposed to like drink on bubbly and baseball. I should just get plastic before one and be like, I'm definitely from Boston. Here it all comes out. <laughs> but anyways. So like the garbage meetup, we have the garbage meetup. <laughs> and it goes, the garbage garbage. garbage. The garbage meter. Ooh, my is. voice sounds so different when I say it, not in my accent. The garbage meter. We go from like. <laughs> it sounds like, like, um, like the electric. Like, what's that? What is that? The electric company. The garbage hour. We like well the garbage meter. We have like <laughs> a range from sweet sweet garbage to hot garbage, which means it's like a and you could pretty much place it wherever you wanted and. Okay, and, like, the thing is that, like, Sweet Garbage is, like, a good trashy movie. movie. So something that you know is, is bad, bad, but, but you, you love, love it. it. And, like, it works. Everything about it works. Yeah. Whereas, like, Hot Garbage is, like, this is just, just a fucking, this is a piece of shit. Yeah, and then we've also just been, like, there could be movies that are off the meter, like, for sure. Like, yeah, and that's, that's gonna, that's what I'm gonna say about this yeah. for me personally, just because, like, I don't think that it can be on the meter because... Mm. It, it's not a bad movie. Like, it's a solidly good kids movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Christopher Chris Columbus, like, nailed it. Like, I think he's he was so good at what he did. I can't remember the last time that he made a movie. But there like... wasn't enough Nicholas Flamel, but that's fine. <laughs> we don't have to get into it because this is already very long. But yeah. that was my one big complaint. You wanted when, more Nicholas Flamel? Yeah, I wanted the ghost that, like, could take <laughs> his head off. Like, that was... That was really, I was really... headless dick. That's Played by John okay. Cleese. Yes. yes. Nicholas Flamel is like God damn it. That was that was uh that was a philosopher's stone. Yeah, that was yeah. Sorcerer. the philosopher, the sorcerer. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. Nearly anyway, headless she, Nick. She, she just wants more nearly headless Nick. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. That, that's it. That's it. So my one that's complaint the about the movie. The one, the one note. I would yeah. also say it's off the scale too. Yeah, they did cut out that uh his death day, his death birthday or whatever, his death yeah, day party. The, death day party. the only that's scene that let yeah, it's the only scene that lets you properly gauge when the book takes place because it uh, it has the date. It's his 500th death date, and that happened on fourteen in 1492. So the second Harry Potter oh, book right. clearly started canon 1992. How Dudley oh. got a PlayStation in the third one, I don't know. But then, okay, so let's let's bring it all back though. Jason Isaacs, of course, is very mm-hmm. hot in this movie. <laughs> Um, we're going to keep talking about Jason Isaacs all month. Yes. It's going to be great. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. This was so fun. <laughs> oh yeah. Happy to, happy to come back. If I uh, got anything that fits in my wheelhouse. Oh yeah. Please. We'll, we'll try Absolutely. to be a little more like coherent on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I I took an edible like an hour like an hour before this, so we're all good. Love that. I feel like I feel like people are just like vibing with us. Like they're just gonna like listen to us like hang. <laughs> yeah, and like that in and of itself is a lot of fun. That's what I'm trying to do with like bubbly and baseball. So like anybody who listens to this, check out bubbly baseball. Ed and I are potentially going to like. I just don't want to deal with the idea of like having to just rebrand. Mainly saying to Amanda, "Can you make me another?" Thing? <laughs> no, I think that you're right. I like your idea of just getting different fancy because I can't drink because of the medication I'm on right now. You go. So well, why don't you I, make an edible? Well, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, it's not, exactly. it's not bubbly. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, there are two possibilities. One, I could take one of those. Uh, they have like the seltzers that have. Yeah, made we've them. done them. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. They're way expensive yeah. as shit. But it's like five bucks a can here. Exactly. Fancy sodas. Polar seltzer wants to sponsor us and send me polar. Like Love I'm game. That. I literally bought a a soda stream because I was spending too much money on polar seltzer. <laughs> that is <laughs> called being thrifty. I'm I love trying. that for you. Yeah, it's it's pretty good too. I'm not gonna lie. But um, besides your baseball podcast, do you have yeah. anything else that you'd like to plug? Anything Ooh. like your social medias? Like, oh where yeah, you can follow you? me on. Uh, so I'm the social media person for a website called Sox Prospects that does. Uh, they fantastic. just cover. Yeah, they do a lot of scouting for the Red Sox system. They have the best of the ranking list there. So you'd follow me on that or on Edward Hand Eight. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. Um, it's mostly just me tweeting about baseball or about like some random thing that I'm watching. I actually I did a bunch of Love Is Blind this season because um, Ooh, I was really I, I just yet. thought it was so funny that there was a guy on it named Shane who was doing lots of cocaine. You know Love the you. rhyme scheme just made me really. And he looked like Gary Busey, which made it even better. Okay, well, thanks again, Ed, for coming on. We'd love to have you on again. This was like really fun, and I mean, I really hope none of our listeners have not seen Harry Potter because you didn't learn anything from us. But it's fine. Mm-hmm. Watch it because Jason Isaacs is hot. We love him. He's daddy. Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Ed. Thank you for seeing a different side of me in, in this one. <laughs> yeah, you'll Happy see. To you're gonna. If you listen to this podcast, you'll see that we have a lot of thirst takes and a lot of movie takes. <laughs> we do. I don't. I mean, I could thirst take with with my baseball podcast, but I feel like that would be alienating Ed throughout it all. I mean, Ed's like a good enough sport that he would bounce <laughs> off of my thirst takes, but I wouldn't want to have to put him through that. But thank you, Ed. Thank, thank you, you for humoring us late night for you a little earlier for us. Uh, and thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. yeah, and obviously we'd love to have you on again. Thank you so much for we'll being on. We'll do it at more of a, we'll figure out a day where it's more like not oh. late at night. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, I don't have work tomorrow, so it's all good. Yeah, at, at least, least you're we do it on me. a Saturday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and at least I knew what I was getting into instead of, hey, you want to appear on this thing? Zero explanation of what it is. That's what our <laughs> boss on the other show I mean, we didn't key you into the thirst aspect of it, but... I mean, I kind of assumed. It's a Jason Isaacs week. What, what did I... Like, like, so... Like, what, see, look at you. Assume. You, you're, you're... What else I love would that. we talk about? Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, it's like two two women who came of age when he was at his hottest. There's going to be thirst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's thirst you. for guys on that, too. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. All, all, we're in an all-encompassing, no-judgment podcast. The thirst for Jason Isaac is real for whom, however you identify. Yeah. That's I mean, if you're not thirsty for Jason Isaac, that's actually, that's, that's actually the problem. Yeah, that yeah. is the issue. It, it's we're going you. It's to. not, yeah. Exactly. On you. Like, everybody should be thirsty for this man. (laughs) Thank you so much. It was nice to meet you.
Sweet, 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 sweet